everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. It's another episode of uh, Perfect Concert Playlist. I forgot what it was. We haven't done this in so long, people. I'm your host, Michael. Ron's on the other side. <laughs> What's up, guys? Did I even say the title right? The Perfect Concert Playlist. Okay, yeah, all right. All right, cool, 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 everybody. Uh, it's been a couple the months. semi-perfect concert. <laughs> uh, so this one is going to be the Beach Boys, and then uh, the ones we talked about, like, what, four months ago about doing the singles... Uh, for or the, the 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 solo version of the Beatles after the Beatles ended, what songs they had on their own and what we would include in the concert playlist for them. Uh, ten songs for each. Um, we didn't flip a quarter. Decide who would go first. Who do you? What do you want to go first? You. Okay, I'm <laughs> the oldest. Not. It <laughs> was a virtual quarter. I just. All played. right. Who's the prettiest? All right, I'll go first. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna start off with the Beach Boys. But apparently, according to my notebook scribblings, which are cryptic, I wrote Beach Beetles. Uh, <laughs> I hate Beach Beetles, man. They, they do surf me. versions of the Beatles songs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I've actually seen the Beach Boys in concert. Have you? Technically, yes. Was I actually there, you know, paid to be there? No. Oh, what? Huh? Oh. <laughs> uh, as a senior, a while back, Dan Quayle was going to be in office, right? Yeah. And we were going to go to the inaugural day parade as, the, as a marching band, right? Because I'm from Huntington, home of Dan Quayle, you know, yada, yada, yada. While he didn't make it into the office, we didn't get to go. Long story short, we ended up taking a different trip to the Independence Day parade in Pennsylvania after my senior year. They invited me back. Okay. And while we were there to go watch the fireworks walk into where we were going to watch the fireworks we walked by a park and the Beatles were there or not the Beatles so what you went back in time how fast did you drive went back in time man no the Beach Boys were there playing okay I'm like so we got technically a a concert but we couldn't really see them (laughs) ah gotcha yeah I I saw the Beach Boys in quotation marks like seven years ago I think seven or eight years ago um, okay. When I was working at the casino, but I actually went to the concert instead of playing it on the camera. Yes, you can do that. <laughs> you can watch the cameras on surveillance and just listen to the audio. No, I went and it was, by then it's just Mike Love and one of the other guys. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, that's the only time. Though I have met a couple of the Beach Boys because when I lived in Monterey, they would come to our movie theater all the time. One of them was nice. One of them was not. <laughs> one of them would purposely sit in the lobby on his phone talking very loudly about who he was and how rich he was and try to get people's attention or whatever and then demand movie tickets to movies that were sold out. I can't create a seat out of nowhere, buddy. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, he was a real dick. Um, all right, so to the music part. You know what they say, never meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah. Or villains. Ha, 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 Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start off my list. My left, my list is a lot of their later stuff. I think it was more elaborate. What I love about the Beatles and the Beach Boys is that they weren't so much egging each other on. They were challenging each other. Like, we love what you're doing. We're going to try to top what you're doing, but then we want you to top us. And sadly, I think somewhere along the way, it broke Brian Wilson, and then he was, you know, and then, of course, the Beatles broke up. So uh, that had a, a capping point, I think, around 67. Um, so my stuff is more of the later, more I think more complex stuff. So um, I am going to start off with Good Vibrations. I mean, that's a real big uh, epic. Like, let's get going, kids. Let's have fun. 
Um, but then I'm gonna go. I still want to stay with the silly and fun. Uh, so we're gonna go back to. I think it's their first hit is Surfing USA. I think that's their first hit. I'm not 100 percent on that. Yeah. Um, then uh, more of the 60s complex stuff. Uh, Heroes and villains. Um, highly underrated. It's from the Pet Sound. I think it's from Pet Sound. So it's the one after that. Or is there an album called Heroes and Villains? I'm stupid. I don't know. <laughs> uh, God only knows. Um, and then for five and six, I picked two more obscure ones after Brian was basically gone from the band. Um, late, real late sixties, early seventies. Uh, Darlin and Ceylon Sailor. Mm. If you don't know them, mm. I won't be surprised. I know Darlin. Yeah. I know Ceylon. Um, what what I find interesting about the Beach Boys is that they still maintain some sort of following, even though they weren't having the huge hits. But post Vietnam, all of a sudden everybody was like, "Let's, we have some, we have to have some happiness in the world to deal with." And the Beach Boys had a massive revival. Um, yeah. And then they had that weird revival again in the '80s when they started doing uh, like the kind of the kitsch uh, novelty songs a bit. Um, and I'll get the to one, one of those. What you call yacht rock? <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember they did the the Fat Boys song. They did. Uh, 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 oh right. Was it Wipeout? I think it was Wipeout, but they added lyrics to it. And then uh, the Fat Boys came in. I can't remember now. Um, and they did songs for like uh, Lethal Weapon Two and Troop Beverly Hills and then and stuff like that. Um, so my dad had that CD when I was a kid. Was like it had a few of their like lost hits from the 70s and then the rest of it was all the soundtrack stuff i don't know where i'm going with this so let's get back to the top 10 <laughs> no you're good you're good um sloop john b is maybe my favorite of their all their songs i love it so much uh that's number seven and then we're gonna go into the novelty song basically kokomo not a real place uh island wise it's really a place about a half hour from here in indiana yep <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you want to go to Bernard's, <laughs> that's why you go to Kokomo. <laughs> that's why you go to Kokomo. Oh my gosh. Uh, number nine is Wouldn't It Be Nice? And then ten is uh, an older one, but it also has kind of a nostalgia fun factor because uh, we have a family member named Rhonda. Um, and I always thought the song Help Me Rhonda was a lot of fun. And that's how I'm closing out my Beach Boys playlist. Okay, so Help Me Rhonda didn't make my list, but it is one of my favorites simply because my name is Ron. Oh, yeah. And we used to make fun of it. Somebody used to make fun of it. I just owned it. Anyway, uh, going on a little bit of background. Honestly, but most of my list is just stuff that I enjoy because it is more fun. There's a couple of slower ones, Kokomo being one of them. Um, starting off with, in no particular order, Surfing USA because it's fun. I love the – no, anyway – um, oh wait, that's a different song. Sorry, Barbara Ann. Okay. The lyrics are nonsense, but again, it's fun. Tell me that it comes on the radio, even though you may not know the lyrics, that you're not singing it. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's funny is I mean, the Beach Boys are really known for their harmonies, and no one has really captured that in that genre. It's usually uh, more of an R and B thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess there's a little bit before that with like uh, Frankie Valli and stuff like that, but the Beach Boys really owned like really intricate layered harmonies and no one's really been able to do that again i think the only other group that i know that was similar is like jan and dean um, yeah I, okay okay yeah that, they're that, I, I get their songs confused because they were such close friends that they would do each other's right? songs and then i'm like yeah. i don't know who does what so i might have actually put a jan and dean song on there who knows 
Uh, next one would be Good Vibrations, of course. I Get Around. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I thought about that one. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> it's another song you just... There's not a single Beach Boy song that I know of that ever made at least a mainstream radio that you don't sing along. Right. No matter what you kind of music you like. <laughs> if you're if you're our age, at least. You grew up around this stuff. Um, or older. Uh, God Only Knows. That's a great love song. It's one of my slower ones. Fun, fun, fun. Kokomo, of course, I said that. Uh, for me, Kokomo brings back a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it's not like, that great of a song, but it's so no. of, you know, we were, we were what, 12, I think, when that came out? And, and that movie, Cocktail, is not very grade. good, but that song was a beast. So at sixth grade, we were in sixth grade in junior high, I remember dancing with my first, dancing with a girl for the first time ever to that song. <laughs> it's one of the things. But, I remember uh, my very first dance, sixth grade, at the very end of sixth grade, I, I asked someone for a slow dance, not realizing the song was coming to an end, and they weren't going to play another oh. slow dance, and I shit you not, they played Welcome to the Jungle next, and we just moshed. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's how you mesh, if you have to mosh to mesh, go for it. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Little Deuce Coop. Anything, honestly, of that era that had anything to do with a car was always fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shut Down was a good one. And then this one's a little, I don't know, kitschy, I guess is the word you use. <laughs> um, be True to Your School. Oh, you know what that is? It's, it's a little uh, corny, I guess, is the word you want to look yeah, for. Yeah, corny. corny is the word. Uh, it's good. I love that song. I love that song. And that's my that's my top ten. And, and let me, let's just be real here. Beach Boys have got a huge library, and I had no way of listening. Yeah, to it was hard. I, I almost almost regretted doing this because I wanted to like, well, let's just do a top twenty then. <laughs> um, Beach Boys. I will what, say the what only. What would you like to listen to the Beach Boys? What would you put on your list? Yes. Uh, there's a band, and I, I gave you uh, like twenty years ago. I gave you a copy of a couple of their songs, maybe the whole album. I can't remember now. My sister uh, told me about it. Um, it's a band called Rooney, and Rooney. Their very first album has a lot of Beach Boys inflection. Even their second one has a lot of Beach Boys flavor to it. So if you're looking for a modern band that tries to capture some of that sound in the harmonies, yeah, Rooney, it's uh, Francis, who is it? Not Francis Ford Coppola. His, was his sister's Talia Shire, I think. And Talia Shire's kid is a is lead singer of Rooney. Um, and he was in The Princess Diaries. And uh, his brother is uh, Jason Schwartzman, who was in Rushmore, but also like the, the drummer for... Uh, Phantom Planet. So music is really strong in their family. Okay. I got you. Yeah, Blue Side by Rooney is such a love letter to the Beach Boys. Blue Side? What was that again? The song Blue Side is a big... That was their first single, and that was a huge love letter to the Beach Boys. I'll have to check that out. So I don't remember her getting that disc. But it was so long ago, though. I think I put it on a tape. That's how long ago it was, kids. I put it on oh tape. Oh my goodness! They're like you. You put it on tape. Like yeah, I think I tape? gave it to you as we were headed to California. Do you write out the lyrics on a roll of tape? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, no. Uh, uh, so I went first on the Beach Boys. It's your turn for the Beatles solo songs. Okay. Again, this is so hard. I will say this, and please. 
Ringo fans don't kill me. I literally have one of his songs on here. It doesn't mean that there isn't any more out there that I just haven't heard yet. Uh, Photograph's the only Ringo song that I have on here. Okay. Well, I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's ten songs. It's four artists. What were you going to do, you know? Exactly. But and also, I, I, I thought about doing... Tw- I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we were going to... Solo, they did a lot. Yeah, we were going to do 20, but I felt like you and I were just going to have the same list. So by right. keeping it down to 10, it gives some sort of variety. It all comes down to my style, the style that I like. And yeah. had a few good hits that stuck out. Uh, and I'll say Photograph was that song for me that, that I could remember at least. I'm sure there's others that I've forgotten. Yeah. Now, do you uh, do yours? Started... Do you do yours, uh, Just random singles, like as if they're all on the stage at the same time, or do you have uh, like three songs from one person, two songs from the next person, you know, like that kind of thing? Well, it's it's a little wings heavy on this one. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, and that makes sense, I guess. George Harris. Uh, well, here's the thing: it doesn't make sense because John Lennon and Paul wrote most of their music. The other guys had a, a hand in it here and there, but for the most part. It was John and Paul show, right? Yeah. But I don't. I only have one John Lennon song on here. But I, I started listening through here. And I'm like, I really don't dig his style. Yeah. Well, so you're places. talking about a concert, and his stuff is more intimate, and right. it's, it's hard to be like, oh well, what would I want to see on stage? And I, I have regrets about my list already, <laughs> but I'm just gonna go right. with it. So uh, with that in mind, I'm going to start off. Number one, I had My Sweet Lord, George Harrison. Uh, Live and Let Die is always a favorite, Paul McCartney. Or Wings. Got My Mind Set on You, of course, George Harrison. (laughs) Do you remember the Weird Al parody of this? The song is only six six words long. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? And if you don't, why? I want to say, if you, if you guys don't know who Weird Al is or haven't listened to Weird Al or don't like Weird Al, I'm wondering why. Yeah, why? there's something broken anyway. inside you. We could do, I could do a top 50 of Weird Al. That's how much I love oh, Weird yeah. Al. Every single, I'd say it'd be better to list the ones you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> right? I think I've heard one where it's like, uh-uh, no. Tap it out. No, that's good. I, think, I literally believe he only has one bad song because I just thought it was really lazy, but it. I'm with you, man. Uh, moving on from there, but my number five was photograph. Oh, I'm sorry, band on the run. All right, so I like to sing because this played every single day at work. My last job, I used to sing ham on a bun. (laughs) (laughs) Were you hungry at the time? Uh, Oh, every song is about food. I swear, every or or I switch out the word love for blood, (laughs) or I make a horror song out of it. (laughs) What is that? You know that song? Every. Everybody plays a fool. Um, oddly, mm-hmm. by Cuba Gooding Jr.'s dad. I bet you didn't know that. Um, but I sing this no. verse. Every Buffy slays a ghoul. Sometimes there's going to be infection. There's going to be drool. <laughs> <laughs> or what is it? The Bowie song. Uh, you know, the Golden Years one? Golden Years. Wop, 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 ooh. Um, my version of this golden beers, hops, 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 brews. <laughs> okay, let's back to, back to the list. Okay, folks, this is what I grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he had to live with because I was his roommate for two years. <laughs> hey, it was awesome. It was. We're pretty ridiculous human beings. Uh, let's see, number five after Band on the Run. The thing about Band on the Run I love so much about it is the different 
vibe you get. Yeah, well, it's stuff. it's like three different songs compressed together, or yeah. maybe four. It's very cool. It was very. I mean, this is the Beatles we're talking about. And they did a whole lot. I mean, Sgt. Pepper's is very much a very. I'm a, a lot of their music was up and down, up and down, different. It felt like you just jumped from one song to another. Yeah. Uh, a different genre or whatever. I don't know, but. Um, I don't know where I'm going. When, when the Foo anyway. Fighters covered Band on the Run, they skipped the whole part at the beginning. They just went right to the rocking part. I was like, aw. Who did? The Foo Fighters. They covered it, I don't know, like 15 years ago. Really? Yeah, it's for their Greatest Hits album. Uh, they put around, I want to say 2009, 2008. Um, and they did this, and but they cut off the whole beginning part. They just go right into the rocking. Just, so it kind of kills the, the vibe. Kills the vibe. Yeah. Hey. Well, all right. Well... I'll have to listen to that, but that 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 saddens me. Uh, number five, photograph Ringo Starr. Say, say, say. I love this one. It is good. I'm saving 80s. that for my Michael Jackson episode. Right? What'd you say? I'm going to save it for the Michael Jackson episode. I wanted to add it, but there's only so many uh, Paul McCartney songs I could add, so I'm going to save right. that for the Michael Jackson episode. There you go. There you go. Um, honestly, when I listened, was listening to make this list, I totally forgot that he had did this duet with him. And I love it. And there's not a whole lot of Michael in it. It's just him kind of hammering out doing the chorus. And yeah, yeah. And well, just, that's kind of what Michael was doing really around well. that time. Do you remember that song, um, Somebody's Watching Me? Like, mm -hmm. people only remember that part, but apparently it took them two minutes to sing his part and they left. <laughs> and yep, no one remembers yep. who Rockwell is or what he said in the song. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like. And then, and then he's just like, and this have been looking at me through the window. Who can it be? I mean, just like, <laughs> so terrible. And, and only people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it sounded just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Silly love songs. Talk about fun, upbeat. I don't want to say Paul McCartney's songs. Huh? It's, it's got, I don't know what vibe I'm looking for here. It's like, like popcorn, that, but it's just me. It's like popcorn, literally popping in there, or the ball you would follow as you know you were supposed to sing yep. along with the words. That's how that song feels. Yep, and then eventually you get motion sickness. Um, <laughs> Especially if you're on wings. Um, that would be something, Paul McCartney. This I don't song, know that one. Oh, you got to listen to this. Okay. Because I was looking to this, and I, I was listening through, and I'm like, this is kind of fun, but it seems like it goes nowhere, so I looked up the lyrics. It literally has nothing, no verses. It's all <laughs> choruses, but it's still somehow fun to listen to. <laughs> it's like one of those things you kind of do at the end of an album where you just kind of jam oh, right. or something. The, uh, my favorite of all time is Stone Temple Pilots. After the last song, like five minutes after the last song, he sings a lounge song, like a 60s yes. swinging. Hey, everybody, did you listen to our album? 12 beautiful songs. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> See, these, this is why you record everything. Yeah. You never know. Those little nuggets will be there. Uh, see, last two rock show again. Wings, sorry guys. I Paul's just a really good writer, yeah. so <laughs> and then last but not least, John Lennon finally made the list with Instinct Karma. 
And that's so how I'm going to start mine with Instant Karma. Right. Uh, did you have any encores? <clears throat> I did not. Yeah. We sometimes do encores. I'm sure there are some, but uh, I, I had a hard I, enough time just trying to narrow yeah, it down. Yeah, I thought of a clever one for the encore, so uh, bear with me. It ooh, That was a burp. Bear with that, too. Um, so I'm going to start off with Instant Karma. Uh, so the whole I'm doing them in chunks by based on the artist. So they're not they're not necessarily sharing the uh, stage and coming out. They're just doing their piece and you know let someone else take over. Uh, so it's instant karma. I think is just a really it's it's probably his most rocking song. And if you're gonna start a concert off, it's mm -hmm. with that. Um, Working class hero I think is highly underrated, which I didn't even know was his song until I looked up. Uh, Green Day did an album. I want to say it was called Shenanigans. Uh, in 2002 and I always wondered why they never bring it up in any of their stories because um, whenever they were talking about um, American Idiot they always like well our last album was like that wasn't your last album I didn't know because I wasn't music educated that Shenanigans is all covers and um, they did Working Class Hero and I think they did a really great job with that um, and then um, end his set with Beautiful Boy um, it's just kind of a nice little sweet song uh, <sighs> You, you, Sorry, you probably, you probably forgot about that one, huh? I totally forgot about that. And I love that song. Yeah, I thought I thought you told me once that you know because of your son that that was yeah. a, song, a song that you really connected to. Um, How did I freaking forget that one? Anyway, it on. happens. Um, George is coming up to the stage next, and what is life is such a huge. It's it's his instant karma, you know uh, that feeling. Not not how it's laid out, but I mean just that feeling of like big boomy. Let's get it going, kids. Um, Got my mind set on you. Not that great of a song, honestly. It's like Kokomo. It's just nostalgia. We're the right age. Um, uh, Give Me Love uh, is the last one on his set. Uh, so then Paul's going to come on, and he's going to kick some butt with Live and Let Die. Uh, I know everybody loves everybody loves the Guns N' Roses version, and I'd rather not. I'm going to go with the original. I do love the Guns N' Roses version, but I am with you with the original. Is most it, of the times, I will be with the original. Is it the best Bond thinks, song? Is it? The best what? Bond? James Bond, Bond song? I mean, aside from the actual orchestral, yes. In my I love View to a Kill. The movie's terrible, but that Duran Duran song is great. And I That's like good. the one that Chris Cornell did, uh, You Know My Name. Um but this is it. This is the one right here. It's the best Bond song. I just can't think of another one that uh, that kicks, you know, a uh, bigger butt. Um, and uh, a novelty song of sorts. He wrote it like in a weekend uh, for his friends um, Chevy Chase and uh, Dan Aykroyd, Spies Like Us. <laughs> I loved this song so much as a kid. And yes, it's another novelty song, but I really, really enjoy it. Do you remember this at all? I don't. Okay, for a second there, I thought you... Oh, shit. As we're recording this, my sister has COVID. She just told me. That sucks. Ugh. I timestamped this episode. Uh, all right, let's... Uh, mm, fuck. I just ruined the rhythm. Uh, so I'm going to end the concert with Ringo. I think a horribly underrated, uh, considered a joke. Considered a joke by me until I found out about the very first Ringo solo album um, that uh, it was is basically the final Beatles album and they all kind of came together because everybody loved Ringo. Ringo was like the only one who wasn't stirring up stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mind you, most of his stuff um, I think that's worthy is really on the first two albums. 
after that, it kind of gets a little wonky. Well, also, he was kind of focused on acting. And the same thing for yeah. George Harrison. I think people forgot about George Harrison as a musician because he, he kind of stepped away and he started producing all those movies. A lot of people don't know, George Harrison produced like 15 movies. He's responsible for Monty Python and the Holy Grail. If it wasn't for him, it wouldn't exist. Forgot about that. Yeah, if you see handmade films on a British movie from like the 70s and up to like the early 90s, that's him. Um, I do love the George Harrison. George Harrison, in my opinion, is a little more folksy than... And I, I love his music altogether. Yeah. Well, he's like Mike Nesmith. The way he was with the monkeys, he was more folksy and like earnest than the other guys. Yeah. Who were kind of yeah. just having fun. Um... Uh, we're, okay, so It Don't Come Easy uh, is the first Ringo, and the second one is uh, kind of an underrated one. No one really talks about it, but Good Night Vienna wasn't a big single, but it's a really good song. That was bar- almost, it got barely off my list. Yeah, and that's, I think, a good way to say goodbye, but I have a surprise encore. I would not have included it if George Harrison hadn't written the whole thing. And it's for a future band that he was in with multiple artists where everybody in the Beatles can come back and sing it together and it's Handle with Care, which was a Traveling Wilbury single. Yes. What was the other one that they had? They had two big uh, singles and I can't remember what the other one was. Handle with Care. Hold your body next to mine. It was was more of a Tom Petty, uh, Bob Dylan track. But the Traveling Wilburys, they had two albums together. Uh, at the time, they were huge. Remember, everybody talked about them because they got all these guys together. But it fell apart so fast because Roy died. And yeah. uh, and then everybody, uh, Tom had a huge career revival and everybody just kind of went in a d- different direction. I love Roy. Such a beautiful voice. Did you know that he was in a Western? An action Western. Not like some shitty uh, old Elvis movie where it's just like, hey, let's just have you phone it in. No, he was like, you know the thing in Desperado where he has the guns in the in the guitar case? Uh-huh. That's from one of his movies. Really? His only movie. Uh, I think it's The Fastest Gun Alive, I think is what it's called. Fastest Gun in the West. Um, he is a musician in it, but he hides in his guitar. There's a sh- like a, a rifle. It's it's. I, I'm going to watch it soon. I, I got it off of uh, Amazon. I thought, was he blind in this too? No, he had not. He hadn't got that point yet. Okay, I... I don't know when he went blind. Yeah, I think it was the early 70s, something like that. Yeah, because we only knew him as a blind musician. Right. Yeah. But yeah, his his voice is absolutely incredible. Roy Orbison is highly underrated. I think you'll forget about him. Um, I didn't know him until Pretty Woman came out. Yeah, Yeah, that's I think when our generation started. Well, he had that one song. Uh... I, I, Cindy Lauper covered it, and then he, they they found uh, the original recording they released. It was even bigger when Roy Orbison uh, was the the main singer. It was like, I would drive a thousand miles for your love, or something like that. I would drive all night. I would drive all night. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was Cindy Lauper's single first, and it was a top forty hit. And then two years later, uh, they found the original recording, and they did a video with him, like like old footage mixed in. I think it's Matthew Matt LeBlanc is driving across the country to get to his his tr- one true love. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty dang good. So I love that song. I drove on. That's what it's called. I drove all night. Yeah, I drove all night. Okay. Yeah. okay. <clears throat> um, so that is it for our list. I have no idea what the next thing is, but it's going to be easy to record because it's his summer. Well, it's everybody's summer except Australia. <laughs> it's not like Rob special where he's like, I got something you didn't. <laughs> no, we, we just have more time to record. So. Um, I mean, because we still got the monkeys, we got the Who, 
we could we could we could build like a uh, a, a queen Bowie uh, Elton ELO Kiss you know all these bands with Van Halen um, trying to think of other ones uh, Blue Oyster Cult there's so many bands in the in the 60s and 70s we still have to go but then we'll, of course we'll well, we were going to hit gold when we get to the 80s, <laughs> in the 90s, early 90s. <laughs> what did you say your tap out point was, like 96, 97? Somewhere in there, because it's about when I stopped. I don't know. I feel like when, when, when we left listening. college. I, stopped, I started listening to old stuff. Yeah, well, it's like when you leave college, you're not around peers your age that are, you know, the tastemakers, the trendsetters. You kind of disconnect a little bit. I It was... Uh, helpful for me because I have a younger sister who would kind of gear my taste for like the next decade after college. But there's a point where people bring up someone. Someone, I think her name was Dolja Cat, and I was like, I have no idea who that is. And someone was like, How do you not know who that is? I go, I don't know who anybody is anymore. <laughs> but I'm with you there, man. Like, <laughs> there's, my tap okay, out point well, was 2013, basically. I don't know. Well, it's like country music. I, I started it. If you guys knew me, you know I'm very eclectic. I love all kinds of music, um, so don't hate me if I like country music. But there yeah. was a oh, no, no, no. There's some I just stuff. stopped listening I'm... because it became pop music. I'm like, now when I look at it, I'm like, who? Yeah, well, <laughs> now like... it's got that kind of hip hop flavor to it, which is weird to me. But um, <sighs> we could do an episode where it's not necessarily around artists, but like, hey, what are your top ten? If you pick top ten songs of a certain genre during the decade like i could do top 10 70s uh country songs i could do that for the 80s too 90s um you know what yeah i think i could because you were listening to country you and robert were listening to country a lot and there's some stuff that i was like oh hey wait i like that one (laughs) there's still some good stuff in the 90s it was about 2000 way down yonder i'm a chattahoochee wait do we and and (laughs) you're like dwight yoakum do you what do you count chris isaac as a crooner new country what is he because he has a lot of Elvis and he has a lot of that rockabilly country feel to him but it's yeah there's some still some good artists out there I won't I won't give them that I will give them that sorry uh but they're few and far between these days yeah I'm not saying they're not bad as an artist in general it's just the style has changed well also our exposure to any new music that we hear is usually in movie trailers or something like that or or as we're walking through a store and I feel like everything is auto-tuned it's Ugh. torturous to me. I cannot listen. It's nails on a chalkboard for me. I can't listen to country music nowadays because it has a snap track or a clap track. It's just, I, no, no. <laughs> I just don't like hearing someone's voice going, I was like, this, is it broken? Is there something wrong with the, is this on a reel to reel? <laughs> That's Mount T-Pain does Hank Williams. Oh, God. <laughs> Hey, good looking. <laughs> what you been looking? <laughs> Do you believe in life? Who knew that one song was going to change the music industry? It was a novelty song. Uh, yeah. And Cher, I just, I'm sure she didn't even know. She was like, oh, this is interesting. That'll, that'll get people's attention. And then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse every year. That happens. Is what they say. Oh. People like to credit the 80s sound to Genesis. It was a mistake in in mixing or yeah. setting up or something along those lines. And then that song, that sound just stuck. Yeah. Everyone started copying it. And it's how it works. The, love it or hate it. Yeah. I mean, in the, uh, every the genre is like that. <laughs> we I didn't know that, you know, Motley Crue was going to change hair metal into, you know, what it was. And, 
And then uh, we didn't know Nirvana was going to make everything that way. Every, oh, everybody's got to have greasy hair and flannel and look miserable. <laughs> and, and, and stuff. So, I mean, there's a trend for everything. But uh, I think of all the trends that really just stuck along is, is that one, the auto-tune. I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Nope. All right. So that is it. Check us like, out. Thank you, Mr. Light. Uh, check us out yeah, on. Done. Oh my God! You're gonna kill me. I'm gonna come through this phone and slap you. <laughs> I should have warned you <laughs> first. Um, so this is the end of the episode. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and all your uh, uh, podcast apps. That's the word I was looking for. I also said Spotify apps, but Spotify is an app. <laughs> all your podcast apps under Hit Rewind. Uh, like, share, and comment on any bands that you want us to cover. Um, as long as it's somewhat doable there's some bands were like well they only had that one thing i'm not i'm sorry as much as i love bust a move young mc only had one song i don't know how that one song was so good but yeah i can't do a top 10 list all right that is it everybody have time in the light all right say goodbye goodbye you are i've been walking on you that's okay well it's because of the delay um we're gonna he lives here now i live here now i should say that correctly we live near each other somewhat and we're going to start trying to do episodes where we're in the same room together. That would be fantastic. All righty, everybody. Good night.